The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to uh, Makers of Minnesota podcast, and I am here on location. I am in Duluth. I'm here setting up for the Duluth Art and Bayfront Park Festival that's featuring a lot of culinary artists and a lot of makers, and I stopped by the brewery to meet Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewery. I'd been here a couple months ago. I came in the winter, actually, and got a chance to try your beer and was really impressed, and a friend of ours said, you really should talk to him. He's a pretty cool guy. So thanks for being on the program. Oh, thanks. It's really it's great to meet you. Yes. And, and, and it's super cool. Like, And it's kind of cool how you came in. Okay. Just like a big tornado in here, and then there you were. So yeah. a super <laughs> weird story is I walk in, and I was with my husband, and I'm super sweaty because I've been setting up at the festival all day. And I was showing my husband that... A unique thing is happening here in Duluth. Not only are they brewing beer and making beer at Hoops, but they have partnered with another bar, and there's a distillery, and there's kind of a unique story about that. So we'll get to that in a second, but I'm, so I'm, I'm standing there with my husband, and I just happen to be talking to someone who explains the story to me, and then I introduce myself, and it's Dave Hoops. And he's talking to this other guy that I recognize, who it turns out is an artist also, a guy by the name of Tim Cortez that I knew in college, and I said, uh, Tim, he said, I think I know you. I said, yeah, I think I'm made out with you. So there's that. You know, when you're listening to me, there's always honesty and weird stories that happen. So you're thinking I'm pretty cool right now that I've made out with your friend. <laughs> it was amazing because both of you realized that it happened. And Tim Cortez is a pretty big deal around Apparently there. a pretty big artist. Oh, you know, a big artist. He was a like a like a top-level goalie in college yeah. and everything else, and we're standing there, and I'm waiting for you, and I don't necessarily know what you look yeah. like, and then I'm explaining the rules of the bar to you, and it's you. And it's me. I'm <laughs> like, here I am. So great. you were saying that you have been, okay, so how long has this brewery been open? This brewery opened in June of uh, 2017, last and summer. were you the first person that was brewing beer up in Duluth? I was the second person. I moved to Duluth in 1998 and took over the Fitkers Brewhouse Brewery. Okay, sure. Uh, but before that, in uh, two years earlier, the Lake Superior Brewery had opened, okay. which still exists. But when I moved to Minnesota in 98, there were only four or five breweries in the state. And so we were early uh, kind of adapters. And I came from California, Bay Area, where kind of the birth of craft beer, really. Right. And I had brought West Coast IPAs, all this other stuff that they weren't really making here so much. Came to Minnesota and... Jumped and in. here you are. Yeah. So how do you feel about being in Duluth and living in Duluth? It's like the coldest place in the world. You know, it, it was hard for a little while. People ask me this a lot. Uh, our daughter, you met my wife, Laura. Yeah, I did. Tonight, and our daughter, Daisy, was born in 98 in San Francisco. Okay. And uh, Laura, who was born and raised in Duluth, started making noise about just really kind of want to go home and whatever. And so we moved back here because of that reason. We have a second child now. Sure. He's in high school. but. Uh, so the move was uh, was kid related, but amazing place to raise kids. Cold as shit. 
but it's been okay. I've gotten used to it. Yeah. I like living here. Okay, so tell me about you start this brewery and you've got, you're brewing how many different beers? Like 12? Nope, nope. We uh we're in kind of a oddball thing. We we this is a beer hall that is uh it's a destination beer hall. So okay. mostly we, about 90% of the beer we're making, we're selling on site here. Got it. And so we usually keep 25 to 27 beers on tap. Yeah, I when I was here, I remember thinking like, wow, they have so many beers. Well, that's kind of one of my goals. It's it's fun to brew lots of beers. We keep about five full-time beers on tap, and we have a limited distribution model, which means we're very slowly adding beer into the, the market. Uh, we're not here to compete with our friends, Surly, Summit, and Paddle, right. Castle Danger, Indeed, we'll go all and on. You know, we, we're kind of here to, we're kind of like a glorified brew pub, but we are a production brewery. Okay. Yeah. And then... There was a very interesting story. Tell me about how you ended up having a half wall with <laughs> a distillery in your brew pub. Well, it, it's so not brew pub. Uh, we always got to call it brewery. It's just that because I don't have a restaurant. Okay. But great point. So what happened is I have this massive space and my landlord, uh, you know, he'd been getting pressure from, you know, a bunch of corporate outfits, chilies, uh, you know, yep. cheesecake, et cetera, et cetera. And they were like, no, we don't want a restaurant and we want a place, but we really want a place where you can get wine or you can get like a drink. And I said, well, that's against the law in Minnesota. So we, we talked a little bit and I talked to the state a bit and we built out our brewery and then we, we put a thousand square feet to the side and we walled it in and it ended up being that, you, you know, it was sold to a separate individual, right. separate lease, separate address, separate license, everything. You can't take anything that you buy in that out, as we talked about. Yep. But you can go in there and get hoops beer and or wine, cider, bourbon, etc. And it's uh, it, sometimes it's a hassle at 1130 at night when people are mad at you about that. Yep. But typically it's been pretty cool because it's just it just adds to I don't I, I, I get nothing from it. I, I don't have any ownership. But it, it, it's something new. And it's unique. Yeah, exactly. And you, I don't want to say skirted the law, but you saw the opportunity in the law to have this half wall so that you could do this. And my understanding is they've changed the law since you did this. I don't know about that part. I know that I talk to the state a lot. I, I'm old enough that I know I go way back with sure. all these people. And more than once I was told, okay, you're good. But just don't talk about it because, you know, you're doing this all right. Very few people can get a separate lease, a separate address, everything right. else. It, you know, and, and we take it very seriously. But um, the, the, the really fun part of it is that, that people are – that you come in with a group of eight people and two of them don't drink beer. Well, you can sit on either side of that, that line of demarcation and you can enjoy yeah. each other's company. Right. So this is a pretty busy place up here. How would you describe the difference between like the beer making climate in Duluth versus the Twin Cities, or is it the same? Well, I think every single brewer and brewery has their own identity and and their own style and their own kind of just however they make a beer. My my, my brother Mike Hoops runs the Town Hall Brewery in the yep. Twin Cities, and he's uh, he's an extremely decorated brewer and makes amazing beer, but also doesn't run off at the mouth like I do, right? And so <laughs> he, he's quiet, quietly making an amazing beer, right? And there's a there's 50 people just like that. So the Duluth scene is a little different. I've been up here a long time, so I've brewed with almost all of the brewers up here. Uh, all of us are benefiting from the amazing water, which is no joke. 
Right, because the terroir of the water is impacting and making your beer delicious, just like if you are in Italy, the terroir of the the grapes and the water, and when you make sake in Japan, it's very, the water is really important there. It's difficult to make bad beer up here. So we, we have that. And yep. then you have you have all these great breweries, the production breweries, Ben Paddle and Castle Danger, making amazing beer. And right. just really doing well. And you got the smaller breweries, Blacklist, who makes just amazing Belgian beers. You have the new brewery over in Superior, Earthrider. You know, all these guys are my friends. You know, and, and we're all we all know each other and, and you know, there's a lot of breweries in Duluth. Like considerable amount for our population size. Yeah, for your... Because what is the population of Duluth? Uh, 80, 80 and change. Right. But we have, we have Superior. We've got... You know, it's probably like 180, 200 in the, in the region. Right, right. Right? But then you go further north, you got... There's breweries up in, um, you know, well, obviously north of uh, Two Harbors, you have, you know, Grand Marais. Yep. There's a couple up there. And, you know, there's breweries now in Grand Rapids. Uh, there's a brewery in Moose Lake. Uh, you know, th- this area is doing really well on that, but it's more about the uh, the concentration of people being interested in craft beer, which is in the cities, as you know. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's There's crazy. There's a million breweries on it. Yeah. What? So you're you've been in this a long time. You stressed to me the importance of the craftsmanship ship of what you do. You teach classes. You're going to be involved in um, doing some things out at the state fair. What is it like? Is this whole exploding beer climate good for you overall? More people? Does that like raise the boat for everyone? What does they say? High tide raises all boats. No. Or do you get saturated? Because I'm also seeing yep. potentially, you know, you might be involved in the guild, but I'm seeing like some of these breweries are really struggling. It's a great question, and and I have to be careful about how I answer it. I, I write a column for the paper up here, okay, which I write for civilians. Which, by civilians, I mean beer drinkers. And regular people. Educational article, okay? It's about, for example, what should a beer taste like? If you go to a a restaurant and you get a glass of wine that's corked, what do you do? You send it back. If you get a glass of beer that doesn't taste right, what do you do? Drink it and I'm sad. (laughs) Right, okay. So I usually don't send it back. No, you just nailed it. And so my goal is to help with that education and, you know, saturation point, all of us have different opinions about that. There are no doubt, and there's no doubt in my mind that there are niches and places where breweries can open up and do great. Yeah, because, like, sour beers have sort of become more prevalent. And it feels like uh, pilsners are kind of back, you know, where people are doing more with pilsners and Kolsch and trying to explore more other than just the really hoppy IPAs that were sort of unique and different when people started brewing here. Right. You know, for 10 years, I, I've written a column on the first of the year saying, what are the trends? Well, I've been saying for 10 years that Pilsner was going to, you know, be huge. Yep. Right. And I'm not a visionary. It's just that people that like beer like Pilsners. There's nothing wrong with the IPA and the hop craze and, the, and everything that's happening. Sour beers, hazy beers, barrel-aged beers. All of this has been going on for 25 years. It's just the public needs to enjoy all the beers. You you should drink a good brown ale once in a while. Yeah. You know, things like that. And it's all about, you know, it's all marketing. Uh, you know, boom, boom, boom. 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 Right. And, and, you know, we all have to survive. But on the other hand, I think there's always going to be a place for people that make really good beer. Do you do crawlers and growlers too? 
I, I only do crawlers. Crawlers, which are cans. Growlers are the bottles. Right. I, I fill crawler growlers, glass bottles from anybody that brings me clean ones. But yep. I am. It's not the greatest vessel for the beer, so I, I I like to put it in the cans. All right. So uh, when you are gonna have a beer that's not yours, is this? I know this is like asking you to pick your best friends, but what do you drink? That's a great question, and and. Many of these listeners who know me, will, you know, I've been talking about Sierra Nevada for 20 years. And you still like Sierra Nevada, which is a good beer. It's a tremendous beer, but Minnesota beers. Yep. Right? Um, I've always really respected Summit, and EPA is a go-to beer every day. And, you know, there's a few breweries that I love. Dangerous Man, Steel Toe, Indeed, Town Hall Brewery, um, Surly. Uh, you know, I can I can go on, and I don't want to leave people out because yeah. there's so many. But up here, I also support all my friends, like you know that that are making beer here. But I also drink an awful lot of German beer, an awful lot of Belgian beer. Right. Uh, and you know, frankly, I, you, when you caught me, I was in the bar drinking whiskey because you can only drink so much beer. <laughs> and uh, it's sometimes like it just I like beer a lot. But sometimes beer is like a meal, and you just need like a break, and you need to try something different. Um, what do you think about the burgeoning sort of food scene up in Duluth? Is that good for you? Like that there's all these kind of new, interesting craft restaurants coming, and will that bring more people here, more tourism, and therefore more people drinking beer in your brewery? Absolutely. You know, one of the the, the best of the best of Duluth, New Scenic Cafe. Yes. Is here tonight, right behind Doing tuna us. tacos. I exactly. saw them. Right. And then that's what this is all about. The answer to your question is, of course. And there's, you know, there's more and more great food. Great. It, it, you know, Duluth is a brand. You know this. Yeah. It's an up north brand and it's becoming just more and more but popular. We need, we need to steward it. We need to be authentic we need to make sure that people coming up here get an amazing experience and we need to, that, that's customer service that's pricing that's quality it's really obvious stuff but nobody talks this way this is what i believe will make duluth you know continue to grow yeah and we have a mayor i just want to i emily, like i like that mayor emily <laughs> emily is she's doing great things for our town yeah she's amazing so okay i have no dinner plans tonight i am here to do the festival and I have only two nights to eat. What should I eat tonight? Oh boy, that's really hard. You know, like there's I a- know it's like asking you to pick out your favorite child, but I have no dinner plans. I will make it a little easier. I'm on a bike, so it's got to be kind of within biking distance to where we are. Well, you know, you're welcome, Mark. Lake Avenue Cafe. Okay. I mean, it's you know, it, it's great. I've and been there. It's delicious. It's two blocks from where yes. I'm at, so you kind of you know serve that up yep but if you're on a there's also there's a couple other great places there's really good sushi at a place called hanabi you probably hanabi i have not it's amazing okay hanabi there's really good sushi at a place called the blackwater lounge okay even closer i've been to the blackwater lounge have you had their sushi no well it's good okay if you're looking for that you know it's, it's hard for me to pick out too many places but there's you know, all along Superior Street, Pizza Luce is an institution. I love Pizza Luce. Their Ruby Ray at home is one of my go-to pizzas. Well, always, right? There's a, a cool place called Zeitgeist, which is yeah, just the, on the cafe. Street. Yeah, yeah, I love their sign. Yeah, yeah. There's the institution, which is Fitker's Brewhouse, where I worked for 18 years. Yes, and Pickwick is where my husband and I, yeah. like early on, 
like our very first date, like 26 years ago, we ate there. Right down from Fitker's is a craft beer mecca, Sir Benedict's Cafe. Okay, Sir I've Benedict's never heard Cabra. of that place. Well, Sir Benedict's on the Lake is the name of it. Okay. It's just down from Fitker's, and they have an awesome deck looking at the lake. Okay. Their owner, Josh, is a craft beer guy. They, they have some of the best beer taps in town. Great. I'm going to check that out. You should give them some love. They All right. deserve it. Thank you for spending time with me. I know this is kind of a weird setting. We're actually sitting in your um, brewery right amongst your casts of beer that are being made because it was the quietest place. But I appreciate you spending time with me. I appreciate you talking with me. Thanks, Dave Hoops.